Listen up, sports bettors. Your favorite sports book, BetUS, is back for our 29th year of NHL action with the industry's best sign-up bonus of up to 125%. BetUS offers our members the opportunity to cash in on all of your favorite sports, including the NFL, NHL, and the MLB. If you're looking for live in-game betting, incredible odds with daily odd boosters, props, and parlays, we got them. How about fast payouts and exceptional one-to-one service? We got that too. Uh, check out our Twitter page, at Bucket and Boomer, the pinned tweet. That's the link you need to click to get wherever you need to go to get that 125%. That's the pinned tweet, at Bucket and Boomer on Twitter. BetUS.com, where the games begin. Shut up and sit down. Welcome in, Little Boomers, to another episode of Bucket and Boomer. This is episode 28. Uh, I am your host, Bucket Hat Kyle, here again with my co-host, Little Boomer. Little Boomer, how you feeling? I hate everyone. People are dumb. All right. It's going to be a good episode. I feel uh, it. I never want to be the boss again. Uh, I, you're pissed off with a shitty team right now that we're watching. This is going to be a phenomenal episode. Oh. I'm also here with our other co-host, uh, Big Booner CBJ on Twitter. Big Booner, how you feeling? What's poppin', boys and girls? Uh, just, you know, cheering for this team to lose every game this season. Fucking. We're tanking for Bedard, baby. Saw that last night, huh? That's why we benched the hat trick, What King. is it? Oh, no, we're not tanking. What? Oh, we are tanking. We're just cannot say that. Una- we're not unofficial. allowed to say Bedard. Unofficial. Oh, yeah. No. We're not official, though, so we're fine. We're, we're safe. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen the standings. The we're tanking. We are tanking. Oh, my God. I mean, if you look at that Allegedly. game last night, we're tanking. We were hoping to lose the Washington. This is a bigger clear. tank than the shit I used to work on in the Army. <laughs> what kind of tank did you work on in the Army? I'm very curious. Uh, actually, I worked on howitzers, Alpha 1 A6s. Yeah, big boys. 125 millimeters? I don't know. Yeah. We could shoot people from 14 miles That's away. Right. That's I've seen septic tanks. Septic tanks filled with less shit. Uh, yes, it's been bad so far this year. So let's we might as well just get right into it with the week that was uh, here going into the last week of games. Uh, last Tuesday, it was a 4-0 loss at the Ottawa Senators, who is another one of the worst teams in the league this year. They're doing okay. Yeah, they're back Not and forth. They're like a fucking yo-yo. They're, they're actually like like uh, progressing with their rebuild right. to this point. They're getting better as each year goes uh, through. Um, so... Former Jacket Derek Broussard gets his fifth goal of the season against us uh, on the power play. Um, same with Stutzel. I mean, the whole game, it was just a complete domination from Ottawa. And that I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that game, but it just felt like they were, we were not in it at all. Well, I went to bet U.S., and I placed four bets against the Jackets, and I hit all four of them. So. Hey, how about that? Hey, win-win. Either I win money or my team wins. And you use that 125%. Uh, that 125% promo code on our Twitter on the pinned tweet, right? So you got... I would like to say I did, but I'd already lost that. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, if, you're, if you're a first-time better, go check it out. That link on our pinned tweet on Bucket and Boomer. Yeah. That, uh, you get a great deal on that. So check out BetUS. And uh, nothing wrong with buying wins. Everything <laughs> I lost on January 1st, I won back on January 3rd and then some. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, how could you not? Yeah. Because I took, I took uh, Ottawa over three and a half goals. I took the... Money line and the puck line, and I had the Jackets under two and a half goals. 
Yeah, that's that's a good thing to do. I mean, it is. it kind of sucks betting against your own team. Um, See, I disagree because I actually had this talk against this team. with uh, Marty Mulford, the season ticket holder head guy. Oh. He was uh, sitting in front of me at the last game, and we were talking about it. I said, if it takes me 60 bucks to buy us wins, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so if I win money, I'm happy. If I bought us a win, I'm happy. All right. See, I, I'd like to argue it's better to bet against your own team because uh, betting for your own team is what got Pete Rose kicked out of the MLB. <laughs> Ironically enough, Pete Rose made the first legal sports bet in Ohio on the Cincinnati Reds to win the World Series this year. And that's not going to happen, but all Talk right. Talk about coming full fucking circle. Wow. But and he Pete still Rose can't in the get in the Hall of Fame. Fame huh? Still can't get in the Hall of Fame. Unbelievable. Whatever. Pete's kind of a shitty person, anyways, but it is what it is. We're not gonna. We're not here to talk about Pete. Rose. Anyway, what happened in the rest of the Ottawa game? Uh, Tim Stutzel gets his 15th goal of the season. He's been good. He was good last year. Good again this year. Uh, about four minutes later, and at that point, um, you could just see the team break. Um, the injuries are really catching up to this team right now, and it's it's very obvious with the, with the defense that the goaltending. There's really nothing they could do. I think Corpy was a net for this one, but there's really not a whole lot goaltending can do. They're they're trying their best, but there's just. There's nothing there. I mean, there's no forecheck. There's no way we're getting any offensive pressure. It's something like when they go north of the border, their game just stays, you know. Well, they shot Winnipeg out. Yeah, we did, didn't we? They shot Winnipeg out earlier this season, which was crazy. Well, which maybe it's because we had to play against, you know, former Jacket goalie phenom Anton Forsberg. Yeah, jeez. I think he has, what, three shutouts in his career? They're all against us. Is that right? I don't know. Sounds right. It feels right. At I know he shut us out twice. At least he was a part of that tandem for the Calder Cup run. Sure. Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, silver linings, I guess. We're still dealing with this shit team. So it was 3-0 after two periods. Drake Batherson also got a goal. He's been good. He's one of their up-and-coming prospects. Um, I don't know that he's much of a prospect anymore. He's just a solid guy on that team now. Um, 3-0 after two periods. And then uh, third period, Austin Watson lands an empty netter with uh, over three minutes left in the game to seal the deal. So a pretty uneventful third period. We could get nothing going again. Um, shots on goal on this one, CBJ 22, Ottawa 34. Uh, only four shots on goal from our guys in the second period. It's just not going to get it done. It, yeah, I mean, they scored. Ottawa scored three goals, three of their four in the second period. That's because they were in our end the entire time. I mean, we had four shots on goal in that second period. We couldn't have been in the offensive zone more than two minutes. Right. No, you said there was an issue north of the border. It's also north of the blue line. Very yeah, true. that's a good point. North of the blue line, yeah, the forechecking has not been good. And I, I, something I've noticed too is, is I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some criticism at Johnny Goudreau here. I mean, he's been good all season. He's our All Star this year, which is a given. Um, but some of the turnovers he's had in the offensive zone been have atrocious. been just disgusting. Like what? Just he's trying too hard, trying to do too much. He's trying to make too much happen because I feel like he has to at this point. But the, these turnovers have just been. Awful, yeah, awful. They, they've to this been point. like momentum turning turnovers. There hasn't been a lot of them. He's he's like just over twenty. Uh, I think the league leader this year is at like sixty or something like that. So right. he's not he's not up there. But the the ones that he that I've noticed from him where he's turning it over and it's a two on one or a breakaway going the other way. Like well, it's, the, the big difference is what we're noticing is at the beginning of the year the turnovers didn't end up in the back of the net. Now his turnovers are ending up in the back of the net. And it's a lot more noticeable when you're watching a team that hardly has possession. When you're giving it up, it's it makes it a lot more noticeable. But with as little as they had possession, somebody had to try to do something. For sure, and it, and it hurts a lot. I, now, you have one here in note, uh, Kent Johnson. I got this one. I'm going to give credit where credit is due this game because I have been anti-Kent Johnson in the center since they put him there, and I always bring up his face-off percentage because – 
Before this week, it was at 19.15%. Well, in this Ottawa game, he was centering, I believe, the top line in that game? Or yeah, was that's when second? he started getting top line. Yeah, he was line. on top yep. line. Yep. And he came out of that game with a 55.6% face-off percentage. So, good job that game. Yeah, well, I think yeah. he's he's progressively gotten better as the season goes on. He's definitely like learning from I think Boone uh, Corrali's good on the faceoff dot as well. I think Rosalvik's not bad. Right? Yeah, Rosalvik's good. And he's all right. Um, there's there's been guys that he can learn from. You know, some techniques and, and some tricks of the of the faceoff dot where he's learning. Boone Jenner's one of the best faceoff guys in the league, well, and he has been for a long time. One of the things I've been saying is, you know, if you remember back in a couple years ago, three four years ago, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Texier. They were giving Dubinsky and Texier time together for Texier to work on his faceoffs. It's like, why are we not sending Corrali and Johnson down to one corner and let him just take faceoffs against a guy that averages around 60%? Yeah, he uh, he did a lot better in the faceoff circle, but he's still having the issue of getting pushed off pucks. I mean, that's only going to come in the offseason. Right. Of putting he's still got to grow into his body. He's still a growing boy. People forget that. Yeah, yeah at, he is. At this point, he could walk outside a nationwide and a hawk could take him. <laughs> he is, he's, he's not scrawny by any means, but he's smaller in NHL standards for sure right. as a top-line center, which is okay. I mean, Goudreau's not a big guy either. He's one, of the, he's one of the better wingers in the league. Maybe not this season. I think he still has been this season overall. But size isn't everything, but – when you're when you're playing that brand of hockey that the that the Blue Jackets play, you got to put some meat on, man. Look at Boone. So I mean, now, do you believe sizes and everything, or is that just what Danny tells you? Okay, well, it's okay, Kyle. It's cold outside. Now nah, it's not even a response to that. I don't even. It is cold outside. I'm a grower, not a shower. It's the time of year where you're trying to pull two inches of wiener out of three inches of Carhartt. I don't own a Carhartt. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> All right, moving on uh, to the Thursday game, January 5th. That was a 6-2 to two loss uh, to the Washington Capitals. We were at that game, I believe. Yes, I we there? were. Yeah. That's the game we all went to with Ness. That's right. The, the, the artillery crew showed up. We, all, we were all there. It was, a, it was a whole party. It was parlay night. It was parlay night. That's right. Parlay Sports Club over uh, in downtown, um, Good Ale and High, right there on the corner. Great spot, great place to go watch a game. It's right across the street from Hyde Park. You can't yeah, miss it. You can't miss it. It's a great spot. $9 valet, you can't beat it. Uh, parking lot right next to it. It's great. Absolutely great venue. It oh, was, yeah. It's beautiful inside. Only have one complaint. Let's hear it. No Miller Lite. Yeah, no Miller Lite. That is an issue. It's too, a, too fancy. A little, little bougie. Too bougie. They but, Bud Light, you know, it was, it was a lot better than I expected. I thought where it was located, it might be a little upscale, but it was it was a fun place. It was a nice venue. I had a good time. I yeah. was a little disappointed I couldn't place a live bet yet because they're still waiting on their kiosk because the state of Ohio has only given kiosks they're waiting on to it. the casinos. The, so. It's coming, though, so it's going yeah, to be a good spot for that as well. Week. Uh, it's going to be a good spot to watch March Madness this year, I think. Um, anyways, they do, Thursday. Hey, they they uh, do have lemonade and vodka, so I was all right. We love they it. do. Expensive shots. I bought shots for the table. That was... Jesus. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, those were tasty. Good Lord. Uh, all right, anyway, 6-2 lost to the Capitals. Um, Johnny Hockey put us up one nothing. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That doesn't say Johnny Hockey. What's that say? Johnny fucking Hockey. There you go. Uh, gets the scoring started about five minutes in with his 11th of the season. That ties him for the team lead in goals with Boone Jenner at 11. Um, and on the assist, Emil Bimstrom. That brought Bimmerwatch down to 43. You know, this is a stacked bet for you you 
you the bet is that if he scores 50 points this season in the NHL, you get a Bemstrom jersey. Yep. And I wear it in public. 50 points is a so many points for a guy that's up and down. He also made that Can bet. Can we amend wh- this bet? No. 25 points? <laughs> no. No. He see he didn't want the jersey at the time. He wanted it like he wanted a sore on his ass. He wanted nothing to do you with Bemstrom. You hated Bemstrom at the beginning of the season. I have turned over a new leaf. Now you want the Bemstrom jersey. I, can I do. Feel it. I want him to get 50 points because I've got stats for you right now. He averages more points per game than Patrick Laine. Does this bet reset next year if he doesn't hit it? I'll probably buy it anyway. Yeah, I just, so. just for Stacy because Stacy's on me. I'm going to come get a Marchenko jersey with you, so don't worry. Hey, I'm going to get one sooner than that, though. Get a custom Bemstrom All-Star jersey. <laughs> uh, funny enough, I made that deal in one of the group chats, too. If we could get Emil Bemstrom into the All-Star game, I would buy not only the home but the away All-Star jerseys, start a GoFundMe, and go to the All-Star game. And Gary Bettman said, nope. No Bemstrom. Removed him from the All-Star ballot. Absolutely cucked us. I think it's because he was getting too many votes. I can promise you the group we were talking with the night – before they took him off the ballot, we got him somewhere between 500 and 1,000 votes. Wow. Within about a three-hour window. So just from that group chat alone, there was seven of us, and we each voted for him ten times? And then everybody sent it to their friends, hey, vote for this guy, vote for this guy, vote for this guy. It had to be a big enough number that somebody went, It was a Shit. spike, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, going to, uh, Jackus went in the intermission. That went up one nothing. Um, and the second period started, and that's where everything just kind of started falling apart here. I've heard this story before. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, T.J. Oshie scores one, his sixth of the season, ties it up 1-1. Um, then Nick, Nicholas, uh, I don't even, Al, Alb Kubel? Abu Kubel. Abu Kubel. Gets his first goal of the year. I think the Blue Jackets, as a team in franchise history, lead the league in – Giving up first goals to players, like or first, first wins goals. to goalies. Yes, or first wins to goalies. It's one of the yes, yeah. yeah like Forsberg getting a shutout against us. Are you fucking kidding me? It's ridiculous. Um, there's a lot here. So it's Kraken. Bayreuther scored in that one, right? Yep. The Seattle, uh, Seattle Kraken Cryer. legend Gavin right. Bayreuther got He's, his first of the year. He actually scored twice. Yeah, but in patented CBJ fashion, we haven't had an offsides goal in a while, so which we is, had to pull that one back. Which is great. progress. Yeah, we've only done that like three times this year instead of 11. Yeah, progress. So we're getting better. We're getting better. That's something to look forward to there. But uh, you know who had the secondary assist on uh, Gavin Bayreuther's goal? Was it goal? Bemstrom? It was Emil Bemstrom. Wow. Making Bimmer watch down to 42. 42. You sure don't want to put it at 25? I might compromise at 35. Fair enough. That's fair. So uh, going back to Bayreuther, he's, he's been playing a lot recently, getting a lot of time on ice. Because we're tanking. For sure. But, like, Bayreuther over Christensen and and some guys that are, like, just sitting in the AHL and not up here. Like, Bernie's been great. Bjork's been great. Bayreuther hasn't been great in the three years that he's been playing here. And Christensen wasn't He was bad. all right. He's better than Bayreuther. There's times where we were, I've been sitting next to you in your seats watching Bayreuther. And I'm I'm sitting there screaming from the top of 111. Go back to juniors, you fucking bum! Like it's better than where Zach tells him to go. Oh yeah, send him to the fucking glue factory. Guys more useful than or more useful as stamps. Treat him like a lame horse. This is what I have to hear at every game. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean Bayreuther's been all right. It's it's what we have right now. So it is what it is, and we're looking for losses at this point. God, this this is such a depressing year. Just overall. 
Uh, some more goals were scored. Bemstrom got his his forty his other so he's down to forty two on his assist. Um, Fairvery, Fairvery, and Hathaway both scored. This is a this is a typical Caps game against the Blue Jackets. A typical division. Well, this game is against a the Blue typical Jackets. home game second period. Yeah, I know. Some guy walked up to me uh, during first intermission and goes, "Man, Elvis has looked good tonight." I, I don't remember what its name was. Something to do with like, like was it ball, that Stephen like, guy? Like a ball cap, Steve, or something like that. Yeah, like what? Elvis has looked good. What what game are you watching? What since when is four or five fucking goals? A good game by any means. I like even Corpy out there giving up four goals. Oh no, he looked like shit. I don't care. What are you talking about? Four or five. All right, some some of the people that we talk to about this are just like, I don't I don't the know blind, I don't know where their mindset is. The but blind. It's, it's not where it should be nope. with where this team is right now, in my nope. opinion, especially with Elvis. Yeah, Corpy is one hundred percent. Well, separated himself as the number one on this team. We get shit for giving Elvis shit. All the time. And if you saw on Twitter today, there's an article where Elvis gave himself shit. He said, I legit fucking suck. Yeah, that's what he's been doing. Yeah, yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. All all season, that's what he's been doing. I... He knows he's bad, and we know he's bad, and we're talking about it, and it is what it is. He has not been good. We'll get to the this we'll last game. We'll get to the game, last game because now we're going, to, we're going to give him credit. So, but this game, he gave up six goals on 36 shots for an 838 save percentage. And we applauded every shitty save he made. We didn't, but a lot of it the was arena like did. You're, you've been to games where it's the goaltender gives up seven goals, and and then he makes a he makes a save from like a, a cleared puck from two hundred feet away, and he makes a save. Everybody starts clapping that's for him. What like was happening? That's this what game. that's like right yeah, there. Yeah, that's exactly what was happening at this. So game. a couple game notes from this one from Washington uh, power play. Blue Jackets only got one. They went zero for one. Washington two for two on their power plays. Um, they do have an Alex Ovechkin. They have a very veteran team that's very good on the power play, very smart guys. One of the older teams in the league this year, uh, the Capitals, and they have been for a while, uh, ever yeah, since I mean, the cup run. Every time they pull the bus in, they got to clear the handicap spots <laughs> out to put all their damn wheelchairs in it. Uh, we were, was, this the, was it that this game we were making a joke? This is where Ovechkin gets his 86 goals? Yes. Yeah, we so thought he was going to break Gretzky's record that tonight. night. Yeah, Scott Lim was running around saying, it's happening tonight. Tonight. And it's like, yeah, hey, we've seen Tage Thompson do it. We might as well watch Ovi do it. it yeah, after giving KJ credit for the last game, he ended this game at 10% on the faceoff. How many faceoffs, do you know? I cannot find how many. They just get the percentage. All right. So. Yeah, it's, it's not great. I'm thinking it had to be at least 10 to be 10%, because if he won one, that'll give you a number. You had to lose at least nine, so he, we're talking one for 10 or two for 18. Yeah, not not the greatest. Two for Ooh. 20, math is hard. And that's kind of what it's been all season. So that's, it's just is what it is. But then, but then again, what else we've seen all season is kind of a Jacqueline and Hyde act from this team. So the next night, um, not the next night, but the next game uh, on a Saturday, a 4-3 to three shootout win against the Hurricanes. Um, zero, zero at the end a of the lot first. of money on this one. This, yeah, you and we gave away free tickets. We did. That's what they did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't go to this one. That was this was the Marchenko game, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah, Want sure to tell you about it? Go ahead, tell me about it. You guys were there, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, so I woke up in the morning. Uh, Boomer got a hold of me and was like, "Hey, I've got two extra tickets. If you and your mom want to come sit, and uh, we can give yours away to somebody." He goes, "Call Kyle." And you did. I at did. 9.30 in the morning for a 4 o'clock start, I was in bed said, oh, 
I figured something was wrong. Like, oh, God, what's wrong? Hey, hey, what's up, dude? You're like, you want some tickets for today? I was like, oh, God, I, I, don't, I don't know. Probably not. I think Danny's got stuff going on. I don't really have any plans of going to the game. Just, if you would have given me an extra hour and a half, I would have 100% been at that game. Well, somebody on Twitter beat you to it. I know. I, it's Corinne. I, uh, shout out to Corinne, right? Is Corinne, that who yes. took the tickets? Her and her boyfriend, or I believe, I don't know, I, her significant other. Her and somebody? Or even, bro- I don't know who that is. Her uh, and some person went to the game. Some guy went to the game together, I, I, and it was great. They had a great time. They, they shouted us out. Great seats. Um, we saw them sitting up there in their re- reverse retros. Love to see it. So we love to, we love to get the little boomers to the games when we can. Love to give some giveaways away. We're going we're gonna to do some more giveaways, but we're going to talk about the tweets we send out next time on giveaways. Instead of first person to reply, we're going to make them work for it next time. Well, you know, this was a last-minute thing, and we were like just absolutely let's, let's hook somebody we up. We are extremely glad. And it glad. still took 20 minutes to give away tickets to this freaking <laughs> game. And that, with those seats. I know. They were good seats. seats. As soon as somebody said yes, seven or eight other people rolled right in. Though. Of course they did. They always get there too late sorry guys uh so anyways at zero zero at the end of the first uh then kirill marchenko the golden boy got the show started um back to back power play goals 96 seconds apart uh sixth and seventh goals of the season and he's played only 18 games this year something like that uh 2-0 lead starting there what do you think of marchenko so far well i think if it wasn't for emil bimstrom getting a secondary apple on the second goal, make a Bimmer watch 41, it probably wouldn't have went in. So hats off to Bimmer. Bimmer is our savior. Yeah, uh, like I said, what was it, last episode, Kro Marchenko is going to finish this season with 20 goals, zero assists for 20 points. <laughs> yeah, because he, yeah, he is up to, well, once he gets the next one, he'll have eight goals and zero assists. Yeah, no assists so far. So, yeah, Marchenko scored again. He's just uh, stingy. So, Bemstrom got the assist on one of the two Marchenko goals. On the power play, power play looked great in this game, um, which um, I don't I don't. Power play number two looked great in this game. First first one was a power play goal. Yes, but Marchenko's on power play two. Oh, yeah. Power, the, okay, the power the second power play. Yes, the second, yeah, what? The so second power play unit looked great. So, it's it's it was Line A, Johnson, and, uh, and Goudreau on the first power play, right? Is that right? The uh, first one is... Boquist, Line A, Roslovic, Goudreau, and Nyquist. I don't understand Roslovic. I don't understand. I don't understand him putting him on the first power yeah, the play. The second power play has been Bjork, Marchinko, Bemstrom, Johnson, and who's the bumper on the cylinder? Okay, yeah, that's right. Say so really the young. Play. Second power play unit. Yeah. yeah, second power play unit looked great. Um, Looks like a daycare out there when we send the second <laughs> group out. Sure does. Still, the, still the. I think we're the youngest, second youngest team in the league this year again. Um, that's without injuries or with the injuries, even still. Well, if we take, we had to bring all these young we take guys. Take Borchek off the roster. We're probably youngest. Borchek's not on the roster. We're not counting him. Oh yeah, no. Before the season, right. he was. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so moving into here after the first two goals from the Blue Jackets, uh, the Canes, as the Canes do, come back and tie it up. Max Pacioretty. Uh, gets his first of the season, but he's been hurt. He just came back from IR. This was only his third game since coming his back. His third game back, right. So, uh, And he came out of Vegas? Yes. Um, he it, was that weird trade in the offseason right. where Vegas traded him to Carolina for future considerations. Is Patch Reddy the one that was trying to get out of Vegas and they would not like, no, let no. him go? They traded him for future who considerations because uh, they needed cap. Was that uh, Dadnov? Dadnov's Dadnov. the one that got. Okay, yeah. that's who it was. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so, anyways, Pacioretty scores first of the season, um, and then Brady Shea. Uh, both of these guys, though, 
extreme bitch qualities from these two in this entire game. Shea and and Pacioretty. The way that they would take a small hit and act like they got fucking thrown through the glass and like, they complained to the refs. Yeah, like Chuck Gross was fuck up in up. the rafters just sniping them. What? Yeah, ser- like the, the amount of dives. I think it was a bullshit, like, I don't even remember who it was, just got their stick across, just barely across one of these guys, got a tripping call out of it. But the dude, I think it was Shea, went flying. Went flying like he took a shot to the back of the head. It was unbelievable how Usher, they dove. Usher Jim gave him a yellow card. As he should. Yeah, yellow card for sure. That's I haven't seen a lot of embellishment penalties this season, if there's been any, but God seen, damn. I don't think like sh- I've seen any at our games. I've seen three or four on TV this year. So they, they are calling it. They need to They need to ramp that up. And now the game does police itself in a way where the players are out there and they notice dives and they go after guys who yeah, are diving. because there were several times in that game where I thought Good Branson was just going to beat the shit out of Brent Burns to prove a point. Uh, yeah, Brent Burns was also acting like a little bit. I don't – Something about the jerks over there, man. I'm not a big. Well, <clears throat> you. That's funny that you bring that up. The we're a bunch of jerks. Because, they are a bunch of jerks. Or yeah. Well, they say we're a bunch of jerks, but one of our season ticket reps, which is a friend of ours, is from Carolina, and her and her husband live up here now, and they've converted Blue Jackets fans. Well, Chris, I was talking to him at the bar after the game, and you know he's like, when I was in Carolina, you know, I helped start some of these cheers. I was in that group. I was doing this. He goes. They brought up an entire couple buses and just bought all the seats in Section 102. And he's like, seeing it from this side, it's fucking ridiculous. They are a bunch of jerks. Yeah, they've got a great fan base, though. I'll give them that. Uh, So back to the game here. Um, After those two, so the the Canes scored three in a row. It's Pacioretty, Shea, and then Pacioretty scores uh, his second goal of the game, his second of the season on a power play goal. Um, So at the end of the second period, the Canes are up three to two. It's kind of felt like one of those games where it's like, okay, we had a good start, and here we go again. It's the second period. We're giving up all these goals again, and it's it feels like well, not only we're that, just I mean, down we scored again. two back to back in ninety six seconds, and then we just let them score three to take the lead going into intermission. Yeah, it, that's yeah. It, it's it just kind of brutal watching these games, and I'm sitting sitting at home watching this and just very curious as to what the mindset is here with this team because that. The way that they sometimes just fall back and, and expect their back check to win them games when they have this kind of goaltending and defense is decimated by injuries right now, it, it just does not make any sense. Not even just the defense, but the, the defensemen, but the forward defense, the, the back checking is, is decimated. There's no yeah. back checking happening either. It's just, uh, you know, it's a prime example of, you know, throw the puck out there and see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's just been really soft hockey. Once you get towards the later part of games, yeah, uh, what I, I agree with that. I, it almost seems like they're losing some some boost there at the end. But uh, moving into the third period here, um, Marchenko. Uh, this is Marchenko's night. Third star of the game, got his third goal of the game. Uh, first star of the game. I'm sorry, not third star of the game. First star of the game gets his third goal of the game. Is what right. I meant to say. To complete the hat trick at the 5:23 mark to get his hat trick. His first of the season, first of his career. Um, place went nuts. I can't even imagine. I cannot believe I did not go to this game. I well, here's the best the part: worst is FOMO I've when, ever had. When that goal goes in, like me and CB Jacob, who's sitting here with us tonight, we're watching it. We don't know if Marchenko scored it or if Meyer did. Yeah, the on TV, it, it, Big it went booner. off the skate. Dude, as soon as it went in, the horn hadn't even went off. His hat's off, and whoop, 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 just yeah. wings it. And he looks at us. He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know if that was Marchenko." He goes, "What?" 
It absolutely was. But everybody else was throwing their hats too. Uh, Not I'm pretty as sure. Fast as he I'm did. pretty sure I was the first hat off. Yeah. Which you're sta- you were sitting up in 111. So 111, hat, right beside. Did them. your hat even make it to the ice? Uh, no, no, we I threw him to the left. They threw him left. So somebody else go on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like uh, the teddy bear toss. Like yeah. I said, they they threw him left so they would get him out there. That makes sense. But yeah, not, I'm not pretty we. sure I had the first hat in the air. Oh, absolutely, dude. That goal, the horn didn't even go off yet, and you were already chucking it. Uh, so yeah, he gets his uh, third goal of the game, um, his eighth of the year. In that at that point, it was his 17th game playing this season. Uh, 3-3 at the end of regulation, then nothing else really happened. Very good game at the end, though. A lot of action. Well, the one Just thing to take uh, notice with going into overtime is we did draw, or we had committed a penalty with a minute 55 left. So going into overtime, we had five seconds left of the of the penalty kill. Yep. So we started out four on three, and then out of the box, we played four on four the rest of the damn period because the puck never got whistled dead to where we could pull the other two people off the ice. So we got to witness four minutes and 55 seconds of four-on-four hockey, which is only like the second time that's ever happened. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And it was great. So also Corpy in that overtime, during the power play when it was four-on-three, looked amazing. I think he looked he made, so good, so solid. I didn't write it down, but I think he made like four, so it was four, five, six saves in that overtime. Yeah. We he had zero shots in overtime. They, they were pushing. Go ahead. I think they said something about they had like a minute and 16 of possession in that frame. Yeah. That makes sense, and yeah, the 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 penalty kill at that point looked great, and and so did Corpy. Corpy's been very solid recently. Um, he, he's clearly healthy again, which is what we love to see, and he's he's been showing it. So he kept them in that game, and I think Corpy is the reason that they went to a shootout in this. Well, absolutely, he ended up uh, saving thirty nine of forty two shots for a nine twenty nine. Yeah, great game from Corpy. Yeah. Uh, on this one, and uh, he looked good in the shootout too. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he got burned a couple times, but you know, that's you're okay. going to see here when we go into it. I mean, Sveshnikov usually scores the game winner in a shootout. Yeah. So starting the shootout, there you had something to say, Zach? Oh yeah, I was just saying. As soon as we went into a shootout, I was getting major World Cup vibes of uh, Mbappe carrying his team on his back, getting hat tricks, scoring in the shootout, and still fucking losing. Oh yeah, yeah. So Marchenko. So speaking of that, Marchenko goes in first. Uh, First shooter in the in the shootout uh, makes it great move from his part. He's just got a great shot as it is. It's hard for a goaltender to stay in front of that, uh, regardless of his moves. Marchenko is is a big dude with great puck skill, and he wins the puck a lot of the time. I know he's a rookie this season, and I've got that a lot on Twitter today. But Marchenko played three years of pro hockey before he got here in Russia. He he is he knows what's going on with this with with these goaltenders. There's a lot of KHL goaltenders that come out of there and play in the NHL. There's there's not a huge skill gap between the KHL and the NHL. There's a, there is quite the gap there, but it's not that big. He is a rookie, but kind of not. Yeah, it's not like going from the CHL to the NHL. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, like you said, he spent three years playing against men. But the second shot on the shootout, uh, the first one from Carolina. Who the fuck sends a defenseman out first? Brett Burns, yeah, Brent Burns has got a good shot, but Brent Burns coming out on the first shot of their of their shootout didn't make a lot of sense to me either, and he looked like shit on that. I mean, he he came in and tried his best, but just shot it to the fucking corner. I mean, it was it was bad. So I, I thought they put Boomer on skates. <laughs> oh, I'm way better looking than Brett Burns. So we're up one nothing after that. Line A makes his second. Uh, Line A second to go makes his. Uh, Svechnikov also makes his shootout. Uh, Goudreau misses. Teravine and makes his. Yeah, uh, Goudreau went off the right bar. He did. That's right. He went off the top. It was even off the corner. Yeah. Uh, went right off the exact corner, right, right where the two posts meet. Um, great fucking looking shot. Just mm-hmm. barely off. 
so it's 2-2 then uh, after that. Uh, Nyquist misses his uh, coming up, which Nyquist is generally pretty good in a shootout scenario. Right, but you can't make them all. Can't make them all. Uh, Pacioretty misses his. Uh, and then Kent Johnson. That Kent Johnson move on that shootout goal was one of the nastiest things since I've seen the French poke from Alexander Texier. I agree. Absolutely. That's exactly what we were talking about in the stands. Like, that is the best shootout goal. The only two shootout goals I would put ahead of that or penalty shot types is the French poke because that was just ridiculous. And the fact that he did it twice. The, the but si- then the fact that Nike was scored on a penalty shot to win a game in overtime against Toronto, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. And then, so and I'd put this one number three. Number three, and then Natchez comes up and misses, so the Blue Jackets win this game against the best team in in the uh, Metro Division, four to three in a shootout. Um, Here, here's the stat that just blows my mind. Yeah. we've already talked about Corpy, but we won this game four to three in a shootout, and only had eighteen shots on goal. Yeah, I, I, that's, I mean, you got to chalk that up to like off goaltending on the other side for that, right? That eighteen means, shots. Well, that and means. I can, I can never say his name. What's the Carolina goalie's name? Uh, Ranta. Oh, uh, oh, and uh, Ranta. A- Anti Ranta. Okay, it's I call Ranta, him Ranta. Yeah. So, yeah. But that dude only made fifteen saves. Yeah, only fifteen. And it was against everybody but Kirill Marchenko. And he's been all right this season for sure. Um, here's another stat you have on here: zero giveaways this game. Which yes, is, which is insane. I I can't believe that zero giveaways in a game for this team is. Fuck it. I mean, that's the best. That's the best performance of the yeah, season. It has to be. It's at least tied. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and but I, uh, penalty minutes came into play too. I mean, power play. Carolina was two for six. We were two for five. Twenty-six total penalty minutes in a game. Twelve for Carolina and fourteen for us. Just crazy, crazy amount of times that whistle blew. Yeah, I, I think I saw a stat that said uh, Kirill Marchenko shooting at like thirty-three percent or something like crazy like that this year. That's nuts. I mean, that kid. We we talked about it coming out of Traverse City that we could you could see the skill was there. Yeah, he just needed to make some adjustments and let the game come. Oh to my him. god, we've been. And on he him went since to Traverse Cleveland City. and like he started out slow in Cleveland and then just got hotter and hotter and hotter. He came up here and same thing. Took a little bit of time to adjust to the the NHL speed. Yeah, and he just keeps advancing and advancing and advancing. This guy could be. A diamond in the rough I, for the future. I, I don't mean, even think it's a diamond in the rough. I think we saw him coming, but yeah, like, I mean, maybe not this good, but already. Well, but it's just good nice Lord, to like see. He looks, we've been here in the hype for four years, and I've been saying for four years, I'll believe it when I see it, when he finally gets here. And now I'm seeing it, and God damn, I believe it, and I want more of it. So to this point right now, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just run off Marchenko's uh, stat line for the season to this point. Uh, 16 games played, eight goals. Uh Eight points, no assists. He's a goal scorer, clearly. Um, he's a plus three, the only positive player on the team uh, at a plus three, uh, with only two penalty minutes in 16 games, which is phenomenal. Um, he looks great on the puck when he has it. He has great puck handling, and he has a big body. Wins, he wins pucks on the boards. I mean, it's just what it is. And he, and he has proved that he can play on any line. Because he, he scored a hat trick from the fourth line. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, they put him on the second line, he looks good. They put him on the third line, he looks good. Put him on the fourth line. He's got to get him the puck. He's going to figure out what to do with it. He's got – and then here's the last thing I want to talk it, – it, it, a couple things here that kind of bother me. Uh, his average time on ice is, is only 12-31 to this point, which is pretty good for being only 16 games into your rookie season to this point. But when you're playing that well, your ice time generally goes up. 27 shots on goal this season with a 29.6 shot percentage. That is 
Wow. Insane. 27 shots and eight goals, 30% shot percentage. That is unbelievable. I'm just going to say it. He might be good. He's so good. He's kind of all right. He's, I mean, you know, he's he's good. You continue to give him, and we're going to talk about this game that happened last night against the Capitals at the Capitals, but you keep giving him time, man, and he's going to continue to figure it out regardless of who's around him. That's just the kind of player right, that he's, I mean, turned it, he's turning out to these be. These people start coming back from injury, and he's not going to be the one leaving the lineup. He's he no Emil Bemstrom, right. but – but who is? Emil Bemstrom. He's better than Bemstrom. Give me a fucking break. Uh, Don't make me do math. It's not, not what points and uh, game totals I'm going to compare him to somebody after we talk about this next game, and then, then I'm going to start going into it here because I'm already getting kind of pissed off just looking at these notes from the next game. Oh, Well, you know what? Just take us on into what happened last night. All right, so today is Monday. Uh, last night was Sunday, January 8th. Uh, and we played the Washington Capitals at the Washington Capitals. This is the second game of a back-to-back, uh, Carolina first, Capitals second. That was a 1-0 loss at the Capitals. Um, short and sweet here. At 2.43 in the first period, Eric Gustafsson scored the only goal of the game on a shot that bounced off of Tim Bernie's skate. That's it. That's it. The goaltending was fucking phenomenal last night from Elvis Merzlikens. And Elvis was the goaltender. He looks so good. He did. This, that is his the beginning not of the even game, close his best game well, of the year. At the beginning of the game, he had the happy feet, and the slide was not there. But about four minutes in, he settled in. After that goal bounced in off the skate, he settled in and looked phenomenal the rest of the game. And even the one that bounced in is not his fault. That was just a bullshit no. bounce. But he was a little antsy until that goal went in. After the goal went in, man, he really locked it in. And there was one the night before against Carolina, the Pacioretty, one of the Pacioretty goals bounced in off somebody's head. Yeah, uh, it was that was against Corbin. Did it hit but cylinder? Still, like, I think it hit cylinder. So it no. went off somebody's forehead and went right went right over Elvis or Corbin. Might have been the second Pacioretty goal. It was a Carolina player because it bounced off. Yeah, it was a the second Pacioretty goal. Just this is a weird luck. But so, anyways, going back to the Washington game from last night, um, just the shots on goal in this. The the Blue Jackets outplayed the Capitals the entire game, in my opinion. The shot the shot total uh, thirty eight to nineteen. Oh. Oh, yeah, 38-19. to 19. Blue Jackets had 38 shots on goal and 19 for the Capitals, and we lose one to nothing against this team. I just chalked that up to absolutely insane goaltending from the Capitals guy. I mean, he, he made some incredible well, saves here's last the, night. Well, here's the other amazing side. I didn't look it up, but, like, Washington had a shit ton of blocks, too. Like, we had, like, 70-some shots that game. Uh, yeah, it was – yes. A lot of shots blocked, a lot of shot attempts, but no power play goals from either side. Um, for sure. I think good goaltending on both sides obviously has to be in a one nothing game, right? Yeah, yes. I mean, I've said it to Jacob over and over. Elvis has to prove himself for one game. That way he can earn enough respect to shit the bed for the next three weeks. Yeah. Well, and then <laughs> don't, don't also forget that, that Darcy Kemper played one hell of a game, too. Darcy Kemper made some saves. For sure, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that was with, 38 shots, with 38 shots on goal, there were some saves that he made that were phenomenal. A 38-shot shutout is Awesome, no matter who yeah. you are. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's one of those where you stand up and you're like, good job, guy. And on the other side, Elvis only saw 19 shots, but he saved 18 of them. And the uh, only one that went in was a weird bounce off of a skate. Yeah, it was a weird. Uh, another note from that from uh, last night as well Bayreuther loses another fight. Uh, just his luck continues to go downward. He is spiraling at this point. Um, Gavin Bayreuther, just not good for the NHL. Other yeah. teams are listening to me, they're trying to put him down. 
But, I mean, the bright side of this game is uh, competitive tanking. You love to see it. Yeah, it was a very, for as low scoring it w- as it was, it was a very entertaining game. Yeah, it was um, entertaining. And, you know, another thing that needs to be said in this game, not only did Elvis play good, but the defense finally put a game together in front of him. They did. I Yeah, there was, there was a practice that happened, I think, before. Oh, yeah, the hard practice. Uh, so, cool. I, I want to say something about that. Like, I get it. You, you have to do something, right? You have to, you have to prove a point or, or send a message or whatever the fuck you're doing. But it's too little too late at this point. You're, you're running these guys like they're high school kids after they lose a game. Like you're trying to, like you're trying to prove them something. And it's, it's just too these, – these are fucking adult. These are grown-ass men that – and I get it. Make you have to be in shape. Make millions of dollars a year. But do you're, your fucking you're job. You're punishing them by making them have a hard practice. Ooh. Like, fucking coach the team better. Huh? It's like rubbing your dog's nose in its own pee. It doesn't it, uh, work. Right. Yeah. He just gets pissed off at you. So, was it this game or the last Capitals game that Eric Branson absolutely ran Sonny Milano? That was the last one. That was Thursday. Was it Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, Sonny Milano. He scored, though, didn't he? No. Against us? He had an assist. He, oh, no. Was, uh, it was, he, we thought he, he scored. I, we thought he scored, and we thought he had an assist, and I'm going to tell you right now, whoever's doing the official scorekeeper, they screwed him over twice. <laughs> and I'm here uh, he must it. listen to the artillery and bucket and boomer podcast i think he does or she whoever does the scoring uh well all done, right mr official scorekeeper so we're still talking about the capitals game from last night i just want to go into something about some ice time here with uh specifically marchenko and then roslovic is going to is going to come into this as well i i do not understand hey hey zach just go ahead and sit your mic down here comes the rant I do not. I do not understand why Marchenko. I, I understand why Marchenko comes out and gets a hat trick because that makes fucking sense. Because he is one of the best players on this team scoring wise, and he's proved that through 16 games. He's a pure scorer, clearly. Plus three, he does things on the back check the right way defensively. It obviously the only fucking player on this team with a plus three, with a plus rating at all. I mean, fucking Goudreau has a minus 17 at this point, which is insane. That is so bad. A minus 17. I understand rating isn't everything, but come on. A minus 17 as your top-line winger that we're paying $9.5 million for? Give me a fucking break with that. Marchenko is the only guy in the positives. He's the the only only guy above zero. There's there's other guys with zero, but he's the only one. Zero is neither positive nor negative. Exactly. Yes, you're right. So he's the only guy on the team with a plus rating right now. He gets 10 fucking minutes of ice time. 10 minutes. And 32 seconds. Of ice time in the game directly after the exact game after he gets a fucking hat trick. And he is the only plus rating fucking guy on this team. As Jack Roslovic gets 20 fucking minutes on the ice. When all he does is fuck up offensive possessions and gives it away to everybody fucking else. Can you tell me, please, somebody tell me how that makes any goddamn sense. How Marchenko is sitting on the fucking fourth line with 10 minutes next to Carson fucking Meyer. And, oh, Roslovic is playing on the top line with 20 fucking minutes. Doing nothing. Nothing. He has not scored a goal this year. Zero goals. This season. He's got two. What is going? Two goals? Oh, wow. In how many? 30-some games? Wow. None of he them have been well even have strength. He might as well have zero. 
None of them what? None He's of them had five on five. a shorty, and then a power play, and then a shorty. Oh, no, no, even it does not make any fucking sense to me how a guy like Marchenko, who is so fucking solid on the puck, gets the offensive zone and continues to keep the puck, wins pucks on boards, and moves guys out of the way, loses time to a guy who, like Roslovic who looks at a defenseman and just hands it to him and says, oh, oh, I don't want you to hit me. Please, please, just take it the other way. I don't, I don't really want this. Give me a fucking break, Larson. I am so fucking done with this coaching staff. I, I understand we're tanking. I get it. And I know that's coming from the top. But the coaching staff, staff takes the blame for the time on ice. I cannot wait for this house to be cleared. Tank. There needs to be an entire change of coaching here. Tank hard for Bedard. What the fuck? You said it before That's I your could. answer. Tank hard for Bedard. Give the guys Bedard. that are succeeding more time to reward them for doing well. Then we, we another, win games. Well, we have another phrase for this coaching staff, but it is politically incorrect. So we're just going to go with tank hard for Bedard. I just, I, I, I get it. I do get it. But at the same time, do the right fucking thing. And this guy has worked his fucking ass off to be where he is right now. Three years in the KHL. To get where he is right now, eight goals, and he's scored in half the game. He has as half as many goals as games he's played in, which is insane in his rookie year. That's really fucking good. He says on this pace, he's in the Calder talk. Absolutely. In my opinion. Absolutely. I, I don't know. 20 points total, not a single assist, not a team player. 20 goals and as many. Shut the fuck up. Pure goal score, getting fucking buried by Roslovic in that, in that garbage fucking third line buried, that we're throwing Buried out by there. everybody but Meyer. But that he's is unfucking believable. Oh yeah, I know. Hey, and don't get me wrong, we golfed with Roslovic and Meyer over the summer. They're great hey, guys. Hey, me and Roslovic combined for a birdie. Show it on the ice, baby, because you're fucking not. We're sick of it. I feel great. I feel way better now. Do, do we need to take a quick break? Your vein is popping out. <sighs> March. <laughs> I. <laughs> Kyle just I, had a stroke. Oh my god. I I, I think Marchenko is. Going to be the be- he's going to be a better goal scorer than Patrick Line when it's all said and done. Wow! Take that to the fucking bank, dude. And he's already here proving first. it right now. His rookie year, and he's coming out here and playing better than Line has all season so far. What's Line done this year? I mean, he's scoring kinda, not really. His assists are up there. Like he's not he's not awful. Hey, I don't he- know his point total off the top of my head. I'm looking at it right now, but it's not. It's not insane. Uh, he's got 16 points, nine goals, seven assists in 24 games. He's been hurt. I get it. But he has been so fucking streaky. I think Marchenko is going to come in. Line a is supposed to be the guy that he was supposed to be the savior. Him and Goudreau in the same line was supposed to be the guys that take us to a fucking playoff run. I know what's supposed to happen this year, and I called that even. But still, Line a is supposed to be better than what he's doing. I think Marchenko is going to come out and be a better goal scorer. Ditto. Really? Yeah. You think he's going to be better than Line A? I, well, Line A can't stay on the damn ice. Yeah, he can't stay all day. He's had three injuries this year. We had to do with teal, deal with two injuries last year. I mean, Line A has – I mean, if you look at his stats, he had one good year in Winnipeg and then three above-average years or two above-average years. He had a couple 80-point – he had one 80-point season then a couple 70s in Winnipeg, and then he hasn't done that even close since he got here. Like, not even close. No, I mean, we were all like, oh, he was point per game last year, but he only played 52 games. Yeah, Line A and Boakvist are both held together by Silly Putty and Paper Mache. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with the Boakvist thing. I mean, he hasn't done anything since he's come back either, and it's only a matter of time. The first game he came back, he got kind of hurt again, and he was like, eh. But then he came, he came back a, in, right? Three and a half minutes in. It's on, it's on fucking bleed. It's only a matter of time. Boakvist is gone again. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, trade him while you got him. 
Trade him while you got him. Yeah, that's like everybody's just clamoring for Blankenberg to come back like he's the savior. Like but he's not going to get he, fucking He's got two weeks before he's hurt again. That one's bubblegum and duct tape. <laughs> better, better than paper mache. Give me that. No, I just we, – we saw Marchenko at Traverse City, and you could see there was something there. We talked about it there. And I, I we, interviewed him in Traverse City. He was you know, amazing. Me and Zach and Jacob, we went to the open practice during developmental camp or during uh, preseason camp. He looked good there. I mean, he showed out of developmental camp. I think he was a point a game or a goal a game guy in Traverse City. He showed up with the big boys at training camp and was everybody was shocked when he went to Cleveland. Yeah. Went to Cleveland. Oh, I know you we know, were. Adjusted to the size of the ice, put his game together up there, came up here, adjusted to the speed. He's putting his game – I mean, he's done nothing but get better and prove to everyone that he's going to be one of the guys. This guy is a future – core member of what we're building i agree i've I've thought the same thing for the the since september i've thought that yes since we saw him in traverse city him and kent johnson together playing in traverse city was great yes um and i know it's only one game and that's just me overreacting in one game but it is what it is and it doesn't make any sense so i'm gonna yell in your defense lots of people overreacted to that all day today and last night because it was justified if we weren't overreacting why would we be doing a podcast yeah, I mean, we, yeah. Don't, we don't know anything anyway. You want we some betting advice? Here. Do what I don't. Bet your kid's college fund on BetUS. Find our link on Twitter in our pinned tweet at Bucket and Boomer. Love it. Love it. All right, moving on here. That's the week that was. Uh, let's move to the week ahead here. Um, tomorrow, January 10th, at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Which the Blue Jackets are throwing a watch party at Yogi's in Dublin for that game. Yogi's, huh? Yep. Interesting. Cool. I'm gonna go going? hang out. I'm gonna go hang out with Mike Todd. Okay, that'll be fun. Uh, two previous meetings this season against them. Loss. Uh, one of the first games, the home opener was against them. Five to two loss, and then a four to one loss at Tampa in December. Oh, yeah, on your birthday. That was on my birthday. Unfortunate. You called uh, that. Game I called too. that one too. I told everybody we're gonna lose four one. It's my birthday. That's right. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, we want to do predictions. Yeah. I predict pain. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> predict pain. Uh, so after that, Thursday, January 12th, versus the Hurricanes again. Another meeting against them. First meeting of the season was 4-1 to loss. Uh, season That was the season opener um, at Carolina, and then we won 4-3 to the other night. We just talked about that in a shootout against them. Uh, I predict another loss to them. That is one of the best teams in the league still. They're going to be fired up at home. Oh, absolutely. Tampa in three. You're picking Carolina, Tampa, and three. Yeah. I love it. Uh, then the game after that, Saturday, January 14th, at the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, previous is the, is the Carolina game at, at Carolina? Yes. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so the previous meeting. No, against, it's a home. Sorry. Is it a home? I thought it was a home. It's a home. Tampa Bay's away. Carolina's at home. Detroit's away. So a rough schedule coming up here for these guys. Yeah, they're just going to be zip-zagging, zigzagging back and forth across the United States. Uh, they're young, youngest team in the league, so they'll, they'll bounce back. Uh, Saturday, January 14th at the Red Wings. Uh, previous last two meetings against them, a loss in November 6-1 to and a loss in December 4-2. to um, Detroit's always had our number. Yep. That's not going to change. Nope. Uh, so, Tampa and three. So we're just oh, yeah. going to predict a song. La, 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 loss. Do 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 chili. Uh, so oh, all right. Speaking of chili chants, you and Brady for my rant. Let's do it. The fucking chili chant. 
Do you realize Kirill Marchenko scored all three goals? He celebrated his fucking hat trick with the goddamn chili chant. He should be First proud. First hat trick in his career. Woo! Da 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 da. Chili. I didn't even think about that. It was so, so loud in there you could not thank hear God. it. We couldn't hear it. Thank God. Thank God we couldn't hear it. God, I can't believe I missed that game. It was, everybody was going. It was damn near a sellout too. It was a sellout. One hundred and two point three percent. Wow. Yeah, that's a good game for Marchenko to have. His yeah. Hat so trick. now Kent Johnson got to hear the Chili Chan after his first fucking career goal, and now Marchenko gets to hear the Chili Chan after his first fucking career hat trick because no one else would score. If somebody else would have fucking scored, his third goal could have been the fourth one. We wouldn't have to hear that bullshit. Tradition. It's our tradition. That's what we do. Out of our blue, we chili chant. All right, some other topics to talk about here uh, before we wrap things up tonight. Uh, we're actually getting ready to do shave uh, Step Little Boomer's head here, CB Jacob. <laughs> he lost a bet to me, uh, and so I get to shave his head. Let's get you on the mic here, uh, Step Little Boomer, CB Jacob. What, what's your Plug your Twitter real quick. What's your Twitter? CB Jacob 42 or goat. All right. Um, speak up a little bit when you're talking to Mike. Uh, or goat, not Talk goat. like a man. CBJacob42 on Twitter. Uh, what was the bet that you lost to me again? So we play against each, each other in the uh, Artillery Fantasy Hockey League, and I told him before the season even started that if he beat me, he could shave my head, and um, he beat me. And, and it, What was it if, I beat, if you beat me? I had my own segment on this podcast. That's right. Now I remember. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And how many bets have you placed this season in fantasy hockey? Two. How many have you lost? Two. I sorry. Thank you. Who was the other one too? Unnamed. Unnamed person. Was it you? We yeah. It, it was credit. definitely me. Yeah. We I just had to chime in. I feel like he's trying to lose games, lose bets at this point. You've you. stopped betting since then. He didn't bet lost me this week. And I, game became legal. Yeah, he he didn't bet me this week, and I cleaned the floor with him <laughs> on Saturday and Sunday. You made any which bets? Is, which is bullshit because I scored like 95 points. Yeah. yeah Did well, you score 90? Really? Yeah. yeah, I scored 115 or 119. I had the third highest score in the league. Wow. Still lost. I Brutal. The, I had the highest score again. Oh, fourth. All right. All right, so let's move in before we before we shave uh, CB Jacobs' head. We're we're also going to we live streaming this on Twitter tonight. We can with the, from Bucket and Boomer. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we're gonna live stream this and then we'll put the video up on our TikTok and on our on our Twitter as well. Check out our TikTok. Is it at Bucket and Boomer? Yeah, at Bucket and Boomer on our TikTok as well. Um, I think our only TikTok up right now is is Big Booner over here chugging beer. Yeah, it's a six second video. A third of it is him drinking the beer. Hell That's yeah. how fast it disappears. It's pretty impressive. Uh, so, all right, other topics to get into real quick. World Juniors wrapped up. Uh, I think Canada won it. Is that right? Canada beat the uh, CBJ Czech team. Yeah, that's right. In the in the final. Uh, I know it was uh, uh, Sfozil, right? Sfozil, Rice Abbey, and David Juracek. Juracek. Juracek's uh, going to be really good. Yes, yes, he we is. We were saying that out of Traverse City, too. He looked great up there. Him and Matea Chuck together look really good. I think Juracek's going to be really good. I Him getting time, doing his national duties and – and kind of getting time playing other places that isn't here in this shithole of a fucking team right now yeah, he's is managed, the best for him. Dude, he's managed to become a point-per-game player in Cleveland as a defensive defenseman. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah, he looks he great where he's at. So, and man, everybody everybody was talking about him up there. USA got third and they beat USA Sweden. USA won the uh, bronze game. They beat Sweden. That's right. He won the defensive player of the tournament. Yes, he did. He did, yeah. Defensive player of the tournament for the World Juniors. Very impressive. 
And on the draft prospects front, the best thing since sliced bread broke damn near every record Team Canada had. Who's that? Connor Bedard. Oh, Jesus. He's going to be the next – he's the next McDavid. And I'm telling you, if we get Connor Bedard, like that – the the contract we were going to give Gabrikov will consist of Bedard getting two hand squeezers from fucking Zach on a daily basis. I yeah three. They could probably, he could probably get somebody way prettier than Zach. Yeah, but Zach will fight them women to get to him. Uh, we see all the masseuses in the state are up in Cleveland right now, so I'm all he's got. Yeah, it's just natural. They magnetize there, huh? That's where they had the convention this year. Uh. Another another other, another topic is uh, Luca Del Belbaluz, a prospect of the Blue Jackets, is traded from his. Uh, it, this is a junior team trade, so yes. the Blue Jackets still have rights to Luca Del Belbaluz for when he comes up. But uh, his former team traded him to the Sarnia Sting. You you say this is because teams are starting to fold yeah, in this league. The, from what I was listening to on Thirty Two Thoughts, a lot of the CHL junior teams are having financial issues. Like they're talking, there might be a couple teams actually fold in the near future. And uh, so there's been a lot of big trades in the CHL here lately. But uh, the only one that involved one of our guys was uh, Luca Del Bell Blues, and then. Mastro, Maestro, Master. I, I have no clue. They, uh, he's a big uh, defensive prospect for one of the Canadian teams. They both got traded to Sarnia. Sarnia gave up two players and like four or five draft picks. Yeah, half these Canadian or half these CHL teams are kind of pulling the whole Shoresy thing. We win or we fold. Yeah, a lot of them, are, lot them are loading up for a is, for a run here at the end of the season. Is Blues as well. worth that much? He's actually caught fire here lately. His numbers are climbing. He's playing a very significant role on, well, was on the Mississauga Steelheads. He's another guy so that looked really good in Traverse was, City. Yeah, he was not a throw-in. He was definitely a piece that Sarnia is going after because they're trying to make a run. He was like six or seven points above a point per game in Mississauga, and they were not good this year. Yeah, in two years in Mississauga, he got his 100th point last week. He's up to like 108 or 109 now. Yeah. And uh, his first game with Sarnia, he got in, and they put him on the third line because he had just got there. Picked up an assist on, I think it was his first shift. <laughs> That's so, impressive. But, you know, talking about David Juracek and his partner in Traverse City, Denton Matejchuk, uh he had a hell of a week up there. He scored uh, six assists. He's with what Moose Jaw? I think he's yeah. playing up there with Dume. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's with the Moose Jaw Warriors. Uh, January fourth, he had two assists. On the sixth, he had one assist, which was on the overtime game winner, and then he picked up three assists the very next day, giving him six for the week. Yeah, he looks great, and that whole team look. Moose Jaw looks good as a team, and yeah. Dume I think is keeping his pace. Um, he's kind of falling off a little, I think. He's he when he first missed getting to go with Team Canada, he had a real, real productive weekend. Uh, and he's still steadily, consistently scoring. But then Connor Bedard come back and had, what, a 9.9 or something uh, stupid? No, what? he had four goals, six assists. Oh, my God. I think yeah. they took one of the assists away because it ended up being a 9.9. That's unbelievable. His first game back with, uh, oh, Chicago's with getting Regina, Bedard. he had can, nine points. Can we talk? Chicago's getting Bedard. 
Bedard is not coming to Columbus. He's going to Arizona. That's He's going to Chicago. Baby. Arizona's not. Arizona doesn't even have a fucking arena. Your boy tweeted out and told Biz to shut the fuck up because Biz kept saying he was yeah, going to Arizona. Of course Biz was saying that. Did you yeah. see Vorchek go off on Biz? Yes, I did. I, I read all that. Yeah. Did you see Vorchek apologize for his drunken yes, rant Yes, I on also Twitter? saw that. Talking like Boy. shitting on some dude, random dude on Twitter. Yeah, he, said, uh, he said, as Mike Commodore once said, I'm in one. I apologize, bud. Next time I see you, beer's on me. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Apparently That's... he got shit-faced at home and started tweeting at everybody. Fuck yeah. Yeah, he did. One hundred. Jake Voracek, national treasure and a CBJ legend after he, two fucking years here. He did what we do. Yes. Yeah, yeah he, he pulled a podcast move. Let's get drunk and talk shit on Twitter. That's, and well, I'm here for it. We talk. We get drunk and talk shit into microphones, so that's even or better. Or in person. Or in or person. at the arena. Hey, or just everywhere. one thing. Just one thing, guys, all right? Whatever you do, whatever you do, no matter what, Always treat people the way you want to be treated. Always. Or else. Always treat people how you want to be treated. You hear me? All right. And no matter what you do, go to Bucket and Boomer and click our BetUS link. Do that too. And then, yes. And then treat, treat those bets how you want to be treated. Because they want to be treated nice and so do you. So be nice to them, even though they do shitty things, those bets sometimes. The bets fuck you over really hard, and then they're really big old assholes to everybody around you. But treat them the same way you want to be treated, <laughs> or, <laughs> or else you're going to get tweets about you. Peace, love, and hockey. Words, 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 words. Kyle's grandma getting it. This is all going at the end of the podcast. I hope so. Harry McHarry Palms. Harry Palms. Testies, testies. Three, two, one. Microphone dyslexia.